Okay, we're live. We're back. Don't okay. don't Duncan Flauta. <laughs> what is that's flauta. my alias? Yes. Oh, nice. Who are we here with today? We're here with Ben Karen, the fucking OG. Welcome, the God, Ben Karen. Yeah, one of the original Dirtif Squad, I would say. I was, uh, you know, one of the early presenters. At your, you were. your meetups. Yeah, I think. Our, our old model. Where I can't we had believe. Like a can TED we actually talk. reflect on that? Where we would like get people to come to my Wait, office. How did I end up there? And we would like drink beers for an hour and then be like, everyone stop talking. We're going to do a presentation. <laughs> and someone had a slide deck. <laughs> be like, this is how capacity markets work with DERs. And everyone was like, this is I, sick. I think it was kind of cool. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Yeah. I That was like my second week at E3. And I hadn't. Learned, oh, really? I hadn't learned that. how to make a PowerPoint presentation yet. So seemed pretty good to me. Well, <clears throat> well, you're so this was pre-pandemic. This was like that's right. Early 2019, probably it was right before. Um, I think it was late 2019. Maybe. Yeah. I think yeah. it was only like six months before the the old pandemic hit. Uh, well, I remember yeah, because okay. that sounds right. Your presentation was on like how the hell do VPPs work? And oh. you just like set off a, you know, an industry uh, craze. Well, you were the spark. That. Yeah. Some well, may say. That's yeah. when I, you know, I told you the capacity uh, markets are calling on energy. On energy yeah. Which I have to give uh, credit where it's due as uh, something Mike DeSocio used to be the director of market design at the NICE. We don't care about that. I'm just saying. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he told me that. Um, Good for him, but. It's a good You're on the pod and he's not. It's true. No, that was good though. Yeah, I remember the end end of that meetup. We were all in like the front like right near the front door, just like still fighting and about I, it didn't at, we on, go like, to, on the way out. <clears throat> didn't we go to Blue Collar with Nick? I think that was a different that one. That was a different night. But that I don't, you know, I don't that was a different time. Yeah. 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 There, that's when Nick was this was in like peak oh my god, California's grid is gonna like just light the state on fire mode. <laughs> uh, so Nick like built a model that like searches every google maps image for like trees that are x inches from wires and he was like i'm gonna sell this to the utilities <laughs> had that had that they out. didn't they didn't want no i think he it. just got distracted yeah. by yeah. like minecraft or something wait so we're we're going um we've been going deep on twitter energy twitter not even energy, just like culture, culture twitter culture. discourse yeah, yeah. i trying to apply that to energy and you guys are the I, philosophers of uh, a well, whole energy generation. Some I've heard say that. Yeah. Duncan is the Joe Rogan of <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just say that's where I'm up. Um, I'm okay with it. it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be, He's you know. huge and rich. I'm, that's I'm right. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, but we're excited about this one because as promised, we, we wouldn't let the squad down. You know, we're going like. Back to our We're roots. going like throwback wonky this app let's do it like I mean, if level you, 10 if you've yeah. been if you haven't been in durs for like five years like get a drink or like uh put your seatbelt on yeah <laughs> we're going we're hitting 11 on the <laughs> wonkery tonight yeah and look i'm also excited to see you know we've been we've all been places over these that's five right years, so we're all jaded now now we're uh fuck no it's not five four years just about four just about probably four years. five since I met you, Duncan. But yep, yep. And you made a brief appearance on the 
DR Dirt Fest. Ah, yes. Uh, Night Moves episode. Right, where mm, I gave. Yes, that's true. Oh, yeah, you're so a second time. So some may That's right. That's okay. right. That was a brief. You asked uh, me. So we actually said some of that then. You asked me dope or nope for Nem. So oh, that's we're, like a, we're that doing a like softball toss up. Yeah, yeah, come on. Well, f- for for the true legends, yes. <laughs> some may not understand why that's a softball, which is what in a more broader and sprawling sense we want to get into tonight. Let, let me just quickly say some may not understand that's a softball. And that is the reason why dirt if policy ops needs to exist. <laughs> right? No, no, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Right. right? Yes, because yes. like here, here. there's actually industry associations that advocate for NEM yes. still and like it's take so pe- companies money. And spend it on trying to keep Nem alive. Nem's beta. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's 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 the energy. That's the Twitter discourse that will work into this. But all right, um, where do we want to start? Wait, I did want to. Speaking of Dirt Fest, are you? Last time you claimed that Dirt Fest was schlepping Napas, which was another <laughs> yeah. word. I, on top awesome. of Duncan Flauta, I still like, I can hear you saying, so, I'm just like, I still laugh about you saying that. What was and that again? Schleppen Nachas <laughs> is like a Yiddish term yeah. for being very proud of like mm. someone close to you. Are you still proud of Dirt? Of dirt? I couldn't be more proud of you guys. I think this is going to be the us, best of us. Right. You're in the, you're in the, you're in the, oh, of you're us. In the, sure. Yes, I mean, yes. but I'm not, you know, real, really doing anything. Um, but I'm supporting and they're coming to part of us. What you, are your expectations? I have are you, one are question. Are you a Substack you? subscriber? I am. Okay, good. We uh, will. $5 check. A month. Yeah. yeah. I have a can question. You t- can you give, can you do an ad for us right now? There's people who don't pay $5 a month. I mean, like we're like launching this policy ops team. We're like gonna, we have to pay. We're throwing really an sick policy party. We're, yeah, yeah, we're doing all. I mean, you guys shit. give away all of your content for free. I know, so but just pay us. Just pay them. <laughs> it's like, why do you? How about this testimonial? Why are you a five dollar a month subscriber? Because I know you guys, and I can <laughs> look you in the face. But I, I have a serious question: Are you guys going to continue changing the name every year of your? conference or <laughs> I, I think I'll we're be honest in. I fought hard for Dervos and we we pushed I back. hope it I really hope it goes well like the oh, it's name gonna, it's gonna it's already I think great. I think we no, found a home perfect. with the name for now just a until we're bigger than Davos and then light, that's gonna be weird a light jab because people are like why are you referencing that super weird European conference <laughs> or be like uh well what we used to be the weird, you know, when we're like the new world. Economic mm, world. Yeah. When you're <laughs> when Duncan, Schwab. when Duncan is Klaus Schwab. Klaus. Yeah. Yeah. Not Chuck, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, no, at the time I pushed back last year because I had it more in my head that you're doing it from like a very kind of like bitcoin truther oh yeah 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 like they're coming for you thing oh and i was just like i don't want to necessarily be like defined as that like the the other financial like but now that we've gone in on but but when i realized dervos is just a funny joke yeah it still is kind of like giant sort of like top down stuff sucks then it made sense to me it's literally just when I say it to people, they start laughing. They laugh. Yeah, yeah. it's just funny. It's just funny. Yeah. When I said like, it's summer, they laugh too. There you go. 
yeah. and people who aren't even like energy heads. Like if they know that DERS is a definition, you say Dervos and like actually like non-energy people laugh more, which I, that's, that's actually why I was like, Oh, that's like a good name. That's it. <laughs> My question yeah, was only good. half sarcastic. I mean, you could just change it. Could. We could just, you know, just it, always true. change it up. Yeah. Keep, keep the people guessing. What would be another good name? I don't know. Uh, no idea. All right, we got I don't have one. But we didn't. We didn't define Dunk Dunk Dunkenflauta. Yeah, what is this? Can we? And how can do you, you tell us it? about this? Dunkelflauta <laughs> is the dark doldrums. Mm. It is the periods of the the year where potentially solar and wind don't don't generate because the winds don't blow and the sun doesn't shine. And it presents a problem for system planning with solar and wind and high renewables. Mm. So this is when like scenario Alex Epstein gets on Twitter and it's like, I told you so. Exactly. They're all talking about this like two week period in you know January um, when it's potentially going to happen. And honestly it is the, you know, nightmare of like system planners when you get to, Fire up all the old gas jennies. It's fine. No, of course, but then you have to keep them online. You have to like properly. It's not even mothballing them. It's kind of like going forward costs. Yeah, your your fixed maintenance costs now actually like appreciably matter in your in your blended volumetric costs. I think we should just create a holiday. (laughs) Everyone just gets to go back to the old world for two. It's just like cabin day or week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. everyone kind of digs that shit. Just like it'll feel like like the first month of COVID. Everyone just like went home and like was like, oh, this is what it's like to like live with my family. <laughs> I think <laughs> Europeans would do that. That might not work yeah. here though. Yeah. I feel like there is some weird like energy specific horror movie that could be like mm. Ooh, call up Nick. You Speaking know. of. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Like one of those vampire movies where it's dark for twenty four yeah. hours and like Oh, they get to like really go crazy. Right. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Okay. Um that's what I mean, what are the what are the potential solutions for that? The potential solutions are, you know, long duration storage, hydrogen storage, keeping gas generators online, yeah. peak, peaking units. Um, if you want them to be completely clean, though, how what's you know, the carbon cost, capture and storage? What's the cost per K dub yearly of keeping a gas jenny around? Cost per KW of keeping a CT running? No, no, no. Not just a peaker. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm a, talking about. Just basic. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably something in the range of 4 to $5 per kilowatt per month. That's not that bad. No, that's not that bad. Um, which is why there's a large contingent of people that say, keep all the peakers. Build all the solar, build all the wind. That's right. Do it all, and it won't be that bad because at least we'll have the insurance of these. Uh, and, we'll, and we'll be like 90% decarbonized. Right. That sounds decent to me. Right. I mean. And who knows? Maybe then you can, you know, burn other stuff in them at some point. This is getting at, you, you know, know maybe, methanol or something. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. for sure. You can transition them potentially. Um, this is getting at our, you know later like conversation topic perhaps but like if i was the you know central planner 
like the benef- beneficent central oh. planner, you know, that's what I would do. And it really wouldn't Dude, be you'd that skip the energies are even it, went right to the end. It really wouldn't be that, <laughs> that hard of a decision. Yeah. Right? You're just like, like right. duh. I yeah. would just be like, let's get some solar and wind going and let's keep these other generators on right. hand in case we need them. Um, I'm yeah, simplifying like a the lot. The more and obviously. more solar we add and then the more batteries we add, the less we can use the other ones until they only run during the Dunkelflada. A lot of this is a timing <laughs> thing. A lot of this is a timing Dun- thing. I think the Dunkelflada is Duncan just comes around <laughs> and with a big can of diesel. And he's like, you're like the Santa Claus of, <laughs> of microgrids. And he just like, you know, mm, all the kiddos the get light because of scale. Dunkin' at scale, you should do that at your holiday party. <laughs> <laughs> there was a holiday party at scale where I definitely wore a Santa costume one year. There you go. Um, there you go. Now yeah. you know what to now you know what to do to say. <clears throat> um, where should we start? We have a bunch of shit to get into. I feel like I, I point to you. Do you? Because I feel like we could go on capacity. That that is a good transition to capacity stuff, I would say. Yes. Why don't we do that? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I... (laughs) I just looked at our list and it just says evaluate if evaluate if Durs developers are still losers. That's <laughs> <laughs> a topic. <laughs> I think I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy. Um I feel like Yeah, why don't we why don't we come back? Why don't we start with capacity? Let's do it. I had a recent epiphany. That was how we met was the energy the call option on energy. Yeah. I had a recent epiphany around capacity markets. What was your epiphany? Well, with respect to dirt, this is sort of the punchline, but what is that? (laughs) Don't know. Uh, With respect to DERS, I don't think, I used to think energy only markets were a better market structure. And now I think it doesn't matter. It's a hot take. Like if you're arguing about energy versus capacity for DERS, you're, you're you're tired you're out you're out of the you're you're like you're lost in the, the you're behind the discourse yeah yeah that's the claim i'm gonna make beat. tonight yeah well, well i'll mean, tell you why but i mean not but that you know and then so i reached out i was like or i saw you at the happy hour i was like yo you're exact i literally learned this today i have to talk to you about this um so why tell us yeah what were you gonna say no i was wondering if you had that realization because of what's going on in Texas for the last two or three years and saw firsthand the sort of reality of the governance of the market, regardless of like the way people say that it functions. Right. Um, At the end of the day, people are going to have what they want to have, have happen in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Well, it's kind of just matters like how, Right. So I think I watched that and I was like, oh no, like the best shot at like, like Durs being a thing, hyper yeah. like, yeah. you know, Durs, Just like Dur ACC yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, is Texas and they're going to like basically capacity marketed and it's going to be fucked. Um, which, you know, that definitely can happen, but it's now I, it's like a, you know, 
how I learned to stop worrying and love. That's good. The governance structures, you know? I mean, I would still say that the best place for DERS yeah. is probably to I, I agree because of other things like the totally deregulated, you know, well, retail you can access to the meter, yeah. stuff and also interconnections like things like that where you would you like it's almost like secondary pieces that you might not why is it the best though because like power's not that expensive there it's mad volatile yeah but like so like for example um (laughs) dude i think like our average battery that like value like a power wall so we have like a bunch of customers with batteries and I, I just got like a financial model today where like the average we calculated over the summer was like a thousand bucks over three months. Like it's value pretty damn in the market. good for a residential, like just <laughs> like for that's house. higher than California yeah. just cause like prices hit 5,000. Okay. Like, I believe that. Yeah. Okay. So frequently. And it was all because like, yeah. So like, is that enough to pay back like, the cost of the battery? No, but no. a lot of times people are just doing it for resilience. Right. Or it could be over like, you know, it's like at least you're breaking even over five, 10 years now. So, But I agree with Duncan that the economics aren't as obvious because prices are so low in Texas, even though it's like easier to like monetize a project in a lot of ways in Texas. Um, it's just that. Well, this goes into the, are DERS developers losers? Because there's no like direct incentive payment, but I think basically the value of the battery, and this is my point that I'm going to build up to is like, whether you're in IRP in California, you're in Texas, you're in the Northeast, the capacity value is the same. It's just like a thousand bucks or 1500 bucks. And like, it'll express itself in different ways in these markets. And yeah. as I've gotten like deeper into it, just learned that like, you know, all other things being equal, like, for example, you can't even settle the meter in New York. So you can't get access to the market. You can in Texas mm-hmm. for a consumer, at least. Right. Um, but aside from that, like. The, like the same number spits out. <laughs> like like roughly. Of, yeah, 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 roughly. Yeah. Or at least like there's similar. Yeah. If you think about it, it's all still like net gas. Like it's all the same stuff we're building. It's like poles, wires. Well, I, I would make the case, though, that the the T&D system in Texas is way cheaper than, yeah. say, California. Yes. And, weirdly enough, the, the T system in Texas, uh, they just centrally planned it and built it, right? Um, and recover it through 5CP. And they still do. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas, like, in California, the T&D system is... <clears throat> maybe an order of magnitude more expensive. Maybe. I yeah. don't actually know. Yeah. And there's can attack that. Yeah. And that's like always there. There's no like volatility. It's just like, I just know that's there every day and it's my job to avoid that cost. Yeah. Um, so for as a, from a developer's perspective, I'm just like easy California all day. Yeah. Because they, it's the most fucked the up grid. <laughs> like, yeah, that's on the T and D's. I'm more, yeah. I'm to You're, be yeah, fair. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the like, like VPP wholesale kind of like, yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, the things that contribute to there being value for DER are, you know, I don't know if it's half, but part market structure and part just like market dynamics, which are as much a result of, like just the natural conditions of like the resources in the, in that area as anything else. Um, so Texas 
is a lot of wind, a lot of solar, also near like all of the oil and gas production. Mm-hmm. It's super cheap. Like that's just the way it is. New England is the total opposite, the opposite. of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. New York happens to have Niagara Falls. Um, so upstate, it's really cheap, Ooh, and downstate, it's I not. I love this. You yeah. know, like, yeah. there's all of these sort of things that just are true that really have nothing to do with the market design. And if right. you sort of th- do think about it in terms of a total cost to serve each customer per kilowatt hour, period. Yes. You know, it doesn't really matter about the market design. So I Interesting. So we are going to get into, like, can renewables thrive in a capacity market? And you're introducing the, like, potential that, the Northeast not having as much solar and wind relative to say California and Texas could potentially be less a function of the market structure and just more a function of the geography. For sure. Just, just I mean, the know? fundamentals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That, I mean, and like, if it made sense, we just like find a way to like shoehorn this into the capacity, like planning process or something. I mean, New York just made this gigantic announcement of procuring all of this solar and wind because they have to meet their their policy goals by 2030 and uh, they haven't made any progress. There's like no utility scale solar yeah. in New York because it's There's just like 20 not, megawatts. It's something. not very good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. nobody. It's not valuable. So they have to pay up, you know? Yeah. Um, and interestingly, we're seeing sort of like the limits of how much you're willing to pay up with the off- offshore wind stuff. Right. 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 Um, <clears throat> like New Jersey's very similar, right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's not like there's, like, gas flowing out of the ground in New Jersey or, like, tons of solar and wind. They do their best on solar uh, through generous subsidy. Uh, but we're, like, banking on it. That's their one sort of, like, big renewable resource, yeah. offshore wind. Um, but even so, yeah, not willing to pay up. Yeah, Yeah, but some of that, too, is, like, what it, didn't Hochul just, like, veto the, like, someone complained about the path the wire was taking in. To, I mean, like, there's, the there's coast, stuff like that. And then yeah, like yeah. Hochul like sided with the, I may be getting this completely wrong. I'm there, there's like a lot of now, like political dynamics behind yeah. the scene. And I don't know too. Cause like, I think some of that stuff is like at the same time, the wind developers were trying to renegotiate the contracts. So this was like a good way to just kind of be like, fuck you. Um, like yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. a lot of stuff happening right now yeah, with yeah. that. I mean, Orsted basically just agreed to, pay their like 300 million dollar break fee in new jersey yeah just to back out wild it's all sort of a bummer i mean it would have been great to just have a smooth sailing pathway to building all of those those things and yeah you know. like I'm maybe sure a bunch will still get built i don't know i've always been skeptical <clears throat> of offshore wind i've just like never seen like it doesn't exist basically right. no, so for right. good reason. Yeah. Right. We and we are just like, we do everything to like pave the road with gold yeah. to make it possible. And then it still doesn't happen. Yeah. Cause it's like not, I, okay. I'm saying, I don't know if this is true or not, but like to me, like it's just kind of not real yet. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like, yeah, it, some of it exists in Europe. They find creative ways to subsidize it and then say they don't. Um, yeah. But like, it's not, it's at least not like onshore wind or solar, which is like actually cheap and at scale. Right. Like it's a future looking thing. And we just kind of, it's, it kind of reminds me of what we're doing with hydrogen now too. Or we're just like, it's going to happen. Even though like there's really no good reason to believe that. Yeah. Um, the reason why I'm, a, I was, or still am excited about it is actually just like 
like topographically. What's awesome about it is you can directly connect it to like these gigantic cities. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yes. There's a lot and of, so yeah. from yes. a planning perspective, like you can't get amazing. capacity into New York city unless you just super like hard a transmission line, like straight through. The Hudson <laughs> right. Into like, and like there's all these, <laughs> like, these yeah. challenges to doing that. Yeah. And this way you can like literally just yeah. connect stuff up and down. Yeah. 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 And it's high so. capacity factor. <clears throat> like that stuff could right. be like 60, 65% capacity yeah. factor, which is, yeah. So pretty it could amazing. Be really valuable. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Like, it's cool. I yeah. like it. Yeah. It's just kind of yeah. like. Wait. So it, do it's we like have... in my mind, it's way more like frontier stuff than right. people admit. Something I've thought, and I do. I haven't even said what I learned about capacity, but <laughs> uh, you know, um, something I've been thinking about recently is also like if geographically determined solar will be more distributed in the Northeast. So like community solar is like ripping in New York. Yeah. I don't know that like utility skill is. So when you kind of what you just mentioned, like, okay, offshore wind is hitting snags, like in the Northeast, like this is solar similar. Are we just going to like push? I know there was like Moper and all this stuff in PJM, but do you see solar just making sense and, in this geography and getting pushed through, or is it going to be more like community solar distributed regimes? I mean, I, I, I actually don't know all of the details of this latest procurement, but my guess is, you know, they have to pay them recs at like a higher rate. Right. I'm not exactly sure if that's true, but, um, and that's why they're going to procure those resources. I think it was AES that got, you know, like 1.2 gigawatts or something. Um, Community solar, yeah, I'm really bullish on community solar just because, like, it's kind of a media, middle ground between net metering and, like, utility-scale solar because you get some of the cost efficiencies. Of you, sli yeah. you slightly subsidize <laughs> it, but you're also making it more accessible to, you know, people who can't afford rooftop solar. So, like, there's a lot of reasons why it's, like, kind of beneficial to society i'd say so it's like maybe worth a little bit of subsidization but you know so, but you don't think utility scale is like the structural advantage in the northeast that it does in say like texas and no i mean just you, you just don't have the like you need the tnd value here you need the tnd value here land yeah. is more expensive less solar resource like for sure combine those two things together yeah and yeah so it's like less about the capacity market yeah, or they pay expensive recs, which could be. But that's just like... It's kind of the same thing. That's not a structural... That's just like out-of-market yeah. payments. Yeah. 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 That's back to the... Which we will explain at some point, but the DERS developers not being losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to... So, okay. one The reason I'm joking about it is one of your OG beats was also like... Developers just want like NEM and like fixed contracts for Feed 20 in years and just and like night, everyone yeah. shut up. Like these are power plants, like get yeah. your big boy pants on and like compete, you yeah. know? <laughs> and so I want to, yeah, I mean, I think we, that's a good segue. Well, to, well wait, I, I want to, so that's when Ben was at E3 being yeah. like power market czar guy, right? Yeah. But now Ben's part of a development shop. They have technology mm. as well, but oh, Ben has moved okay. on to NLX mm. uh, since then, which we didn't mention yet. 
I'm a little. Have things changed at all? Are, do you do you have your hand out at the PUC? <laughs> you know, saying, "Just help me. I'm your local guy." So I sponsor the little league team. So I would say that that view actually came from the beginning of my career when I was at FERC and then National Grid. And when I was at National Grid, I would, you know, look at a lot of the der developers that were arguing for like the most complicated rate structures to get every penny out of potential like ancillary services from behind the meter batteries or like v to g and like stuff that like you know this was seven years ago yeah, yeah, yeah um wasn't even close to actually happening the utility didn't have the technology to even make it happen if they wanted to so it was all just like and then there was all these double payment issues yeah, yeah, that were yeah. like super real. Right. Um, like doing net metering and the capacity market. And like I lowered my cap tags. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. and, and they would, they like, would wait, say what? like, this is, this so should be a lie and demand. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And getting paid for both. Yeah. <laughs> and it just always struck me as just not a sustainable uh, philosophy, right? Like, yeah, yeah. If you really want to compete you know, with the big boys, so to speak, then yeah. you need to compete on your merits and not on, you know, yeah, and not even like the the access and like market structure is a secondary question to the like primary, you know, first principles like, right? Does this resource make sense against? Yes. Again, like valuing the capacity or the T and D value, like almost independent of market structure. Just in the like physical system that we have. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And, and like, to be honest, even today, it's still not like we're not quite there, right? There's yeah. still subsidies that are paid out to like distributed resources. Yeah. That sure. isn't necessarily on par with utility scale resources. And, you know, that that exists. But I think fundamentally, you should be trying to find the value that you are providing and to build there. Um, right as opposed to define the richest subsidy mm -hmm. and like milk it. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, this was, we were talking about this, like frequency reg market and PJM. Like what a butt. Everyone was like, this is like the only place batteries pencil. And it was like some weird, like 50 megawatt program. Yes. <laughs> just like what? Yeah. And I mean, I still, and that was just gone, right? Like it's like arbed away. I think a lot of uh, battery investors and developers front of meter who that's still a problem yeah, yeah who did that in the last three or four years are going to be taking big yeah big losses big but i mean what what the model when you when you when you get a price forecast printed from some consultant uh <laughs> what they never consider is like how big or shallow is the market for that yeah, yeah, and yeah, how yeah. many other people are getting yeah, yeah, that same yeah. fucking forecast printed. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, this is going to happen in ERCOT with all the batteries being deployed right now. Cause like X percent of like revenues in the financial model are ancillary services. And those are relatively oh, small markets. This is tying back to my capacity point. Yes. So capacity markets We're are jumping deep. all over. So, Okay. The whole, this is a David energy plug. The whole thesis obviously is like, if you look at in Texas and Taylor's own generators and then they sell retail. So they, they have a short 
on the meter because they're like, I have a fixed obligation with this customer and I now need to go procure power. And then they're like, oh, great, I own the power. <laughs> so if the price of power blows out, you know, they, they pick up the benefit of that. And if prices sag, maybe their retail book, there's uplift there. I mean, it's a, it's a lot more complicated than that, but like sort of a naturally to, balanced you're trying to like, kind of, yeah. you got a long, so prices rise, mm -hmm. you get a benefit on your generation book. And if it's the opposite, it's a short on the, on the meter and same shit as like standard oil, like invented, like being vertically integrated as a commodity company. And like, that makes sense because you need to like own the whole thing to have a position that's defensible through time. And so when we looked at like what DERs are doing, we're like, okay, this is just a distributed power plant now. And if you look at the price, the clearing price of like a power wall, it's actually lower than a peaker plant. So if you want super peak capacity, it's cheaper structurally than like natural gas. Like we were just owning about. some peaker. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like to fire up the peaker, it's, it's four or five bucks a kilowatt month to like keep it around. But then to fire it up, like you're going to want to 250 bucks a megawatt hour to just like, you have to run it for a certain amount of time or you're like, you know, mm -hmm. There's startup costs like in the actual event. Um, and so when we looked at, I think what's interesting about ERCOT, obviously when you see like all the real time volatility, it's very easy to be like, okay, prices go above the strike, turn, turn the resource on, <laughs> collect your benefit. And we obviously do that with like a retail customer signs our contract and then we connect to their battery. And then whenever the battery performs, we pay them and we take our cut. Um, honestly, like looking at the Northeast for a while is like this model makes sense in principle, but like, there's no real time vol. Cause like maybe, you know, maybe like very, very rarely there's till events. And because of your early point, uh, capacity markets are a call option energy. We're basically just like from a bureaucratic standpoint, like overpaying mm -hmm. or like when you have a bureaucrat, they're just like, I'm just going to buy more capacity so we don't lose the power, you know? And so that means we have more shit waiting around and it's rarer that we get shortages and get price blowouts in real time. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, now that we're like actually getting some scale and have like real like retail books and positions in these markets, um, I underappreciated like how volatile the capacity market is over time. It just happens in these like six month, like yeah, weird, yeah. you know, like in, in where we don't have a big position in New York, New England ISO or PJM, mm -hmm. mostly ERCOT in New York. So in New York, there's six month auctions in New England. I think it's like, maybe it's even five, five years, you know, better than me in New and England, it's New three. England three and PJM's three as well, or yeah. like on this more like rolling basis. Um, and <laughs> Really simply, we were just like, okay, if we had a bigger DR position in NISO when the price is just like totally blew out, like right. 6x higher from this winter auction from last or five or something-ish, highest winter prices like over and the last 10 long. years. Um, and we were like shorter than we wanted to be because we we're like, oh, winter's like never that high. It's like we have a small book, so it's not like killing us or anything but it's like oh wow like yeah we're gonna lose money on that position now and we're like and we can bid in the dr that we have in the niso because the last two years it's been so cheap we're like why would we even bid into these programs 
like we're just participating in con ed for example it's mm-hmm. super rich um and so we're like okay we can bid what we have into the market and that's going to like offset the position somewhat and we're like oh we can just independently build a really big dr book that's very different than being a dr player that's like exposed to when prices are low and you're a dr pure play your revenue is gone but if prices are low we're minting money on the supply side because capacity is a fixed obligation in your supply book and mm-hmm. that you're recovering volumetrically. So as those prices go down, like you make a lot of money on the retail side. Hmm. And if the prices go up, you recover it in your DR book and your, yeah. your, you know, you, you pay higher fixed costs on your retail book and you, I'm giving away the secret sauce right now, but that like, it's know. pretty simple and, principle right like marrying the dr like the long and the short is obviously the the challenging thing that you have to be like what do you what do you call that in in trading is it like back to back or is it like a short i just i just physical hedging i mean because like if you have if you have an obligation and then you have a physical position in your dr book that's a physical hedge what you can also do is go out and like just buy swaps with a desk like okay, the auction's every six months, but I have a three-year contract with this retail customer. And so um, you don't have visibility on the price, but you'll like, I just sold this deal at $8 a kilowatt and um, we're going to do a swap at seven and prices are four right now. So it's like a win-win. Like you may, you're taking your exposure away. Like we're both, getting rid of our exposure. But like if prices were to rise, you're like losing some of that potential benefit. So, mm-hmm. um, that's just like a financial swap, but it's not, uh, it like, I mean, it, it, but if you're like in Texas, for example, if, if the amount of capacity that you procure procured or in Texas, like, let's say it's easier thinking in terms of volume, if you, sold a customer a fixed price and then you went out and bought a bunch of volume, you're financially hedging the volume. But if the demand at the meter blows out, then that's where you have exposure. And that's like actually how the ERCOT market acts. So I haven't like thought through fully the capacity side of it in New York, but you're better off with the physical hedge because you're like actually exposed to the price rising. Mm -hmm. I sort of understand what you're saying. Because if you're procuring financial in advance, you're like buying the insurance. It sounds like the like denomination is not easily like paired back to back in New York, but like it's a lot easier to do that in in Texas. Uh, I think what I'm saying now is no, it is, like it is. It is okay. Like you can. It's, I was just like, oh, this is just the same thing. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, and not only that, it's kind of easier because you can just build the DR book independently. Mm-hmm. So you could like sell tons of volume to some random segment, and then build a huge DR book in some other segment, and you're like marrying the position. It's not mm. saying that's what we're doing, but in Texas, it's like if you want to marry the long and the short, you need to do it like at that one meter because there's no like weird extra market mm-hmm. bidding mechanism for like a DR only thing. Mm-hmm. They're like kind of building that now, but. Yeah. Even the ADER pilot that they just mm. did, you have to be the LSE and the QSE. So you have to do both. That is one of benefit of, of capacity markets. It's more regional. And 
you can scale it as a aggregator more easily than right. than energy markets. Right. Right. So I know that was a, like a lot, but it was just like, oh, this is the same underlying principle as texas and like the price expresses itself in this weird like six month auction but it just it's the same thing it's the like, same power system <laughs> yeah, and yeah like, yeah like everybody gets paid at some point yeah 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 yeah. yeah look and i mean even in the most regulated places like california and i mean i honestly think midwest and spp are very similar to california oh interesting um, just less renewable like centric centric um but at the end of the day the way that it kind of works is that the iso is the sort of like the buyer of last resort of capacity and all of the lses are required to meet their capacity obligations Mm -hmm. through bilateral contracts and is their obligation set at some reserve margin by the iso yes and that's what ERCOT was going to do. In California, it's a little weirder because it isn't the ISO that sets the reserve margin. It's the PUC, the mm. CPUC. It's is always like, 50, it's always fifteen percent. Like is that like just it doesn't a, change? Is that just like a post Enron thing where the PUC is just again? Like this is all like this government think about stuff how that has evolved the I way just, that it has. I just explained that if you want to stay alive in the market, that's what you do. You don't need a rule. <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean. And this is what always drives me nuts. Like I remember we got in this argument like six times. It's like the whole, this is on the Texas stuff of them being like this whole like PCM, like LS, like reliability obligation, like saying retailers like have to forward buy physically, you know, for like do these bilateral agreements is like, um, it's like forcing them to do something they already would do. Yeah, or just like if you sign a fixed price with a customer and then you go out of business, your equity holders just funded that customer's cheap bill. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah, bad yeah. for customers. It's bad for well, equity holders. Unless it causes an outage. Well, they're... Like if enough people are like that <laughs> fucked, there won't be enough power. Um, would you say, Ben... <laughs> That the LSERO, as designer, the PCM, would lead to more capacity being built? I would probably say that it would lead to a, I mean, I guess. (laughs) The idea is that it would be more orderly and planable, I think. Do I, like, think that, I mean, my, my whole problem with it was that it didn't address the main issue of the outage like firm power yeah exactly which was the gas stuff right <clears throat> and so you know i don't know that that was my take um you know whether I, or not we should do capacity in texas i honestly like like well, we're so kind of saying here, i don't know that it matters like that much right i, I kind of think but it is very my, similar to what my already, ultimate take is that the incentive for power plants to get built is the high price in the spot market as allowed in the ordc or like the whole like curve they draw right so me as a retailer having an obligation having to forward buy power is from existing shit and that can like push the forward curves up 
But at the end of the day, the scarcity events are the signal to the market to build more power. It actually has nothing to do with how I've gone out and hedged. Mm-hmm. That's not the incentive mechanism. Right. Okay. Well, and that's yeah. the main difference between. And I guess you could say like, if there's more vol, like the Ford prices there. are going to push up and then I'm going to have to pay higher. Like, cause I'm going to have more risk premiums in but, like at the end of the day, it's like the fucking spot market is designed to send that incentive and the whole design of that structure. Well, don't plants though, when they get built, dispatchable plants seek like anchor hedge buyers. Like if you're building batteries in Texas, yeah, but they're not just like probably, we're, we're riding the curves. Let's see what happens. No, you. I think my point at the is time is of construction, you're looking you, for someone to buy like a five-year hedge from you. But you have to probably take a view on sure, the fact sure, of course. That, you know, but you also need the hedge. You need someone to buy a hedge from you to build anything. Because nobody's funding like giving you a loan for. A hundred percent merchant exposure, yeah, or or like, if it is, yeah, yeah, you're not getting you're get your 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 like the amount of debt you can put into that project is like so little that like. But I've heard you'd Jacob rather Mays, sell a cheap hedge. I've heard Jacob Mays and Rob Gremlick say like the retail like underbelly of ERCOT is the capacity market sort of what you're saying oh yeah exactly yeah you know which just means like let the market handle it let it figure yes. it out yeah but what i like sure. about what energy only and like how the mar- our ERCOT market structure is actually like the way they like ordc works is it's just like the capacity credit is time-based and not centrally planned time like when there's scarcity right you get high prices so it's like the planning is that the prices get high when we need it. And that's like is, when you want the shit. <laughs> like, is, is, the, I mean? is the ORDC, I don't actually understand it. Is it basically just, okay, LMPs are what they are. And when they get to a certain level, we like extra spice it up. Yeah. Is that what the ORDC so, is? Right? Like, it's just like yeah. once it yeah, hits a thousand bucks, we make it a thousand five hundred. Yeah. Like there's an adders based on the reserve margin. So it, it's like a, sort of accelerating effects that yeah and then there was a whole other, i mean that is like centrally determined i guess but just not so like they're not just like but they're not planning the reserve margin yeah but like yeah. why don't they just have a once every like five years like bonus day when they make it like <laughs> seven hundred fifty thousand? <laughs> like you can shoot the three-pointer no, from the half get, point like the, yeah you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you get five points like yeah, it does feel kind of random. Like, why don't they just let the LMPs be what the LMPs are? Well, this is that doesn't pay. By for, the way, that doesn't pay for capacity. Right. Duncan, just by the way, going back <laughs> exactly. to your point, the price of hedging is a function of the volatility in the of market. The, and for so, sure. like, for sure, it's not like the LSR LSERO like invents me hedging from a power plant. It just yeah, you know, it just like obliges me to. But it's like that's not yeah. Like no, changing. I'm not. I'm not defending the. LCR. If anything, it just like puts more power in the hands of the generation owners, which is like more. It's just like how you're shuffling the risk around yeah. than it is like the underlying dynamics. Exactly. So here's like an interesting example. What is it? The ERC or something? So this summer they like ECRS. Yes, they created the incentive to like. We're going to pay 2000 megawatts of like reserve capacity to just be there. And then what it ended up doing is they just would withhold two megawatts that was already built. (laughs) So you just got more scarcity events. That shit wouldn't deploy to lower prices. 
And then like in the rare, rare case where we needed it, then we'd turn them on. But it was like, what the fuck was the payment for? Like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. maybe I guess like two, three years from now, like more plants are going to get built. It's Cause they mess. saw like, I'm looking at like, Oh my God, we made so much money on power walls this summer. Wait, that's you know? so weird. I figured that would always, I always assumed that was going to be for new builds. Like additionality, uh, like, like, like capacity. Like, so they just paid plants to chill. That's my understanding, but I'm not, I get, <laughs> it's a, like a, I get a lot of this from Eric Goff. Who's like, obviously yeah. probably more radical than me, but yeah. Yeah. Look, I don't know. I, at, I agree with your point that at the end of the day, all of these different designs are just spreading risk in different ways. And it's just like moving it around, shuffling yeah. it around. The Dude, table. I like yeah. this, but like geographic determinism of, of yeah, very just like mix. fundamentals. Yeah. I will also say, that you, it's true that maybe for you know like Joe Schmo, DR developer, DR developer, that it's easiest to start in Texas, perhaps. Just like I wanna, you know, I've got like a battery and a truck. I'm gonna go sell it to somebody and bid it into the market. Um, but there's ways to survive in like all of these markets. I think if you have a business model like a sales strategy that's focused on utility sales then like miso in california are like good potential mm. places for you to yeah. go wait is how that is a, texas easy though that's what i don't you have to like learn how to be a fucking energy trader yeah. and stuff just in california like, you just hard. stick the battery in right. and you say discharge 4 p.m charge <laughs> any other time and then you walk away for 20 yeah. years like if you want i'm not saying that's the no, best way, way harder but you could like, and then there's utility programs, which in like and then the they just also just give you a bunch of easy. money on top of that. Yeah. You said easy utility programs in the Northeast. Like I'd say in terms of oh, I don't know. their understandability, like, you know, it's like a demand response program. You just do. So like what connected they say. solutions. You're yeah. Saying. Yeah. I mean, it's still, I find it a little challenging to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, all right, we're going to dispatch you 60 times a year, like these months, these hours. But like, may, I don't know. It's just weird because then to try to marry that with like doing something for a customer, it just gets weird. I still think California is just the easiest market in the world. Hmm. It's super fucking expensive. The rates are extremely like programmatic. Uh, and without reliability is terrible. Like you just, you, you just... You just put up a sign and people buy stuff from you, you know, like it's, but the Northeast, there's just, Northeast has program bloat. Yes. Like if you're in Massachusetts, you have to stack, uh, connected solutions. Yeah. Smart, smart battery storage adder, Massachusetts, clean peak, New England, ISO capacity, New England, ISO energy, and whatever the fuck you're doing for your customer. And it's just like. And then this they all, should like, be two signals, other. like, and it's instead like eight signals, and I have to hire a consultant. And it's like, kind of just like if you want the batteries, just fucking <laughs> so create the signal. At that point, <laughs> I'm just like, just centrally plan the system. Like, <laughs> well, so that's this like, is like stop, a, this is like ten fake, fake markets. markets. Yeah, yes, it's like yes. it's just like so crazy, and yeah. I I really think it's just. For consultants to make money that's what that's what i've come down to <laughs> and lawyers no i don't i think a lot of it is well-meaning but i think it's like low like state regulators or, or local or whatever kind of just being like we're going to do the thing that makes the difference we're going to create this program 
but they don't really think outside of their box where it's like now everyone has to learn this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. That's my that's my take. So what about like order twenty two twenty two? Wait, wait, wait. What's that? <laughs> that's the the D E R FERC order. Oh, quad deuce. Quad deuce. Yeah. Quad deuce. Yeah. No, I'm right. just kidding. Um I think it's it's didn't it uh oh uh C Power just sued PJM under like quad deuce i think so i think it's sick if you can like <laughs> you can just start suing people because it exists that's kind of sick is you that was that was that yeah. per quad deuce section 206 filing wow mm. see this yeah. is why bad Th- this was the the statistical God. sampling thing. yeah which yeah. i don't really get but whatever it's basically a way to not have to like do anything to the meter, right? It's just like it's like, it's like the way they do their. It's just nodal. like fifteen percent of residential customers like do this, therefore all of them do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, the only other thing I know is NISO did the ten kilowatt rule, and I was just like, what? You mean like per? They're basically like you can do an aggregation, but each device has to be ten kW or better or higher. <laughs> so it's like great. Every level two charger, battery, thermos, like the whole resident, you're just like, you can do aggregations, but actually you can't. But of like a <laughs> minimum atomic size. What's the, uh, yeah, yeah. That's talking about. But like from their perspective, 10 kW is like a penny. Yeah, but it's aggregated. It's like but it's like every dirt. No, I it's know. It's like. <laughs> but they actually, to some extent, so they do funny. need <laughs> some, some visibility. But I hear you. I think we should just round up, round up load to every 10 kW too. Like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know, just like, let's just round in 10 kW increment if it's so insignificant. That's right. Like, Wait, yeah. so what I want to ask about Quadus is, so what is the opportunity there? Like, we have programs that are, like, left and right all over the place. Um, there's sort of, like, purists who say, this is going to, you know, be the ultimate opportunity for DER to finally get full access to the markets and, you know, get what they deserve. You know, yeah. up until this point, they've been restricted and that's why we mm-hmm. haven't been able to succeed. Um, but then I look at it and say, the reason why you've succeeded at all <laughs> is because of these programs that pay you more than you'll ever get Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the wholesale market. And it's almost like calling DER's bluff in a way. Yeah. And I don't know how to actually level those things. So Voltus is focusing on wholesale market access as like their strategy. And, um, you know, I, I think it's like philosophically, like really interesting. There's benefits. You can scale aggregations more broadly, you know, across regions as opposed to like utility territories. Um, and there's lots of benefits to that customer acquisition costs and like technology costs and whatever. Um, but you miss out on all of the T and D value. So like, Oh yeah, of course. I just, you know, maybe there's a version of order twenty two twenty two that looks like Vitor. No way. But I don't it's know. Mar- it's the wholesale market. That's kind of what it's, I'm saying. It's not, so which this would you would, rather have? Would you rather have Vitor or, or order 22? Okay, I don't Sorry. really know. I, so is 2222 just for exports? Like it's not redefining like demand response constructs or like behind the meter. I don't mean like installation of device, but like 
load reduction stuff. It's just about exports? No. You're supposed to like register it all as it's just part like, of the essentially like measured at device. Yeah. Yeah. So just like whatever the building's doing, who really cares? I think you're measured at the meter, but still, like you are still required you're measured, I think, at the meter, and it obviously depends on which region. So is there baselining? Uh, there's going to be baselining for load, and then you don't need baselines for... For exports. Exports, or yeah. like devices. Device data. So it like, won't be measured at the meter, then, if you're using device data. Honestly, I think that each region has different it's proposals. It's just going to do its own thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So... Because it's hard well, for me to answer whether uh, quad deuce fucks or not. Because <laughs> I, I don't really know what it is, you know, like, because if okay. it's just like DR again, no, I don't, th I no. don't think so. What? So what do you think it is? Well, I think to Ben's point, well, it depends on what you mean by DR again, because like the fact of the matter is, is in most regimes, you can't do DR with. Powerwall. Like Resi. Yeah. yeah like, well, that's what I was going to say. Because if, if it's just DR again, it's basically just saying, let's expand DR to like everything. Yeah. And that's cool. That's good. And I don't think it's going to like improve point, existing value propositions, but it's going to make new ones that are nothing today. To my point, we could say all these Powerwalls in New York now that are consumer product controls can like offset our load position. That's why we care as a business. And that it does it like mm -hmm. someone just needs to sue. So that would be NISO. not DR again, because that would be actual like direct participation in the market well, as opposed to like load reduction shit. Well, you could like you could reduce like imagine a customer has solar. They're probably already getting their cap tag zeroed out. And then the battery you're discharging is like pushing more exports. Yeah. So you, you should you get could, paid for the exports. Yeah, yeah, if you could bid that into NISO's capacity market, that's a meaningful difference than what we have today. Yeah. And you do it in an aggregation as long as they just like change the rule from 10 kW to like yeah. one. <laughs> so, so basically, this is where I was going. If it's relatively export centric, I actually do think it's a big deal. I wouldn't because even say like, it has to be export centric. I'm just saying that's. Or like if it addresses the exports thing. Right. At a minimum, yes. If it does that, I do think that's a big deal because right now we have the way we value exports, while sometimes rich because of NEM, does artificially constrain resources to be like annual load. But would you right. rather have Veter, is, is I guess my well, point, where you have I'm like the. So glad you asked. For exports, you have energy and capacity, but then you also have the TND and. I'd, for every kilowatt hour, you have versus, a signal. Versus quad deuce. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why okay. do we have to pick? You don't have to pick. Uh, I, I guess my, Veter, my point shouldn't, is there's a, Shouldn't Veter exist and just be for T&D? Yes. And then quad deuce allow markets to market? Correct. Uh, I, this is what drives... But this then you bump most, up on governance, like, not maybe like structural friction. Why? Because you have to sort of simultaneously settle at the NISO and at the utility, um, which should be possible, but do you want two programs or one? But none of the T and D stuff is going to be energy based, right? Dude, I'm it's surprised all going to be coincident peak based. So like settling with the utility is just like once a year performing mm -hmm. 
or or whatever, like five times a year, whatever, right? And then you're just settling with the market. Yeah, right? Ben, I'm surprised you asked that question because yeah, you're the one I'm surprised myself. OG too. who was like, put your big boy pants on, and so the quad deuce is governing power markets. Mm-hmm. You still have a delivery side of your bill. Yeah, you're right. So like, we already have two signals. Let's just like make those signals make sense. Make the delivery signal um, symmetrical or or not symmetrical, but both ways. I think what I'm saying is that this is a variation of conversation of like the DSO model, right? You hate that. You're disappointing me right now. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not even, I'm not even supporting it, but like the idea is that the the DSO is sort of the intermediary. And that they're willing to pay out essentially what their costs are for having to procure it from the wholesale market. But because it's an intermediary, they can also relax some of the restrictions like the 10 kilowatt rule or whatever, or or the sophisticated telemetry that like the NISO requires on every single resource to be able to bid into the ancillary services market. But why do we need to build like a market for that instead of just letting existing utilities or third parties do it? No, I'm just kind of asking like if it's going to be easier. Mm. That's all. Interesting. Yeah. I, like, always, I don't know. I've Honestly. always thought is the, the, of the DSO is purely dealing with the T&D stuff. Yeah. And still just like let LSEs interact with ISOs. Well, like all of these utility programs are essentially like variations of like demand response programs are like, oh, we're going to calculate the value of like reducing load at this like this time this and stuff. call it a dollar amount. Yeah, I just think yeah. you have wires and supply and just fucking make signals for power both go in or and out. Just then, yeah. Like, what are we talking about? I agree. Yeah. yeah. And then so on the Vita question. The only thing that needs to change about Vitor is so right now energy and capacity is works like I think of it as like the accounting works through the utility balance sheet. Right. It's a second order. Yeah. And so like the utility gives you credits on your bill, the whole bill. And part of that bill is the T&D benefits, which makes sense because if they own the delivery side and then the other is energy and capacity, like they, they like look at energy and capacity values and then they push that through and give you a credit on your bill yeah instead of just like pulling that out and being like if any third party wants this yeah physical obligation of this meter i give them the tnd benefits and then that shit get like customers can even hedge they can yeah oversize their solar system they can export more than whatever my weird cap is at a utility yeah. or like, as an owner of a bunch of community solar plants upstate I should be able to just sell you the energy if that's I right. want to. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Or the capacity. Yeah. Mm. This is just like a market. And then like you may have some view on it that's advantageous to me relative right. to like whatever the Vitor calculator gives me or whatever. Yeah. 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 What do you think, Ben? I think <laughs> I think that both of those versions are wins. What's honestly. your what's your version of yeah, what's it? Well, like, what's your? What do you think we should do? You mean of like market design? Yeah, yeah. Right. Just overall. Let's, should we just re-ask the question? Like, like of the of like the if different you're market taking structures, DERs, market structure, renewables, like the whole thing, future grid. Yeah. 
You know, it's a really good question. I don't know that I have a strong opinion. I know what I wouldn't do. <laughs> Which is what? <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> people have really gotten themselves in some, you know. This is what I'd There's say. There's definitely a bad way to do this it. This is what I'd say. That if you're going to take the central pr- planning approach, you need to assume things are not going to go right. And, you know, in California, things have not gone right. Now in New York, things are not going right. Um, we are now going to be short capacity in New York City in 2025, is what New York, NISO said like a couple months ago. Isn't that because we just like removed a bunch of capacity? Yes. <laughs> that makes sense. Exactly. <laughs> because Wait, what did we remove? Like peaker plants? Mm-hmm. Like the, the ones like in the city? Yeah. They were requiring that they retire and... Um, and now that now we're going to have a shortage and like, not only that, if like the transmission line that's under construction isn't completed by the year that it says it's going to be completed, then we're in big, big trouble. The offshore wind also is supposed to help. Cause that was going to jump right into zone J, right? And that's not going to help anymore too. And like, yeah, things are probably going to get a little shaky. Um, I'm going to get, be getting those text messages from Con Ed that are like, Please, please, please don't use your air conditioner. <laughs> we won't give you any money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. Honestly, like I don't know that I know enough about market design to really have. Oh come on, what would you do? Oh wait, what would you do? No, you're the, you're what would you do? What? You're the guest. Yeah, this is our fucking show. It doesn't have to be the Shut perfect. Thing, I like, like take a markets. shot at it. Take I a like shot capacity at it. markets. Oh, interesting. I actually like NISO. Like I like the yeah. spot capacity auction. The, I do like NISO a lot more than New England and PJM. The, like that those they're fucking crazy. Like what are they? <laughs> the spot is interesting because it's a much more volatile capacity yes, market. Yes, and they have volatile capacity is kind of sick. Essentially, all the capacity that's online is in the auction. Yeah, and um, they allow you to mothball if you are you know, not willing to like operate for a, a period of time. Then you get to come out of the auction, prices go up, et cetera. So you get to um, go, you know, hang out with your buddies and manipulate the price a bit or what? What do you say? Point is like, there's like a little <laughs> bit of like a more dynamic, like yeah, price yeah, yeah. in the, in the spot of our spot auction. But, um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, still nice. So it's all about building some transmission so, from upstate to downstate. Could I, your view is kind of like, I like that it's this marrying of like, you have respect for the emergent and you're also like clear eyed on the governance structures. So you're, if I could spit it back to you, you're like, there's all these like complex factors, like what's your solar resources in New York versus Texas or like, what is your like geographically determined, like optimal mix of things. Mm -hmm. And so and then also, even if you look at an ERCOT, they almost did a straight out capacity market, but even energy only is like, there's like capacity out. There's like this underbelly of capacity, like, like, uh, I forget your friend said. Um, and so you're kind of like, with all that taken into consideration, instead of being like hyper emergent market, let the price go wild. You're like actually just kind of just say like i'm just gonna this capacity makes sense let's just like 
plop it here and well, like but let me let create me qualify. the price you know so this is what i'm saying so part of that is because i also believe that it does make sense for new york state to promote solar and wind and from like a climate perspective right, or from right yeah and like that's why the governance piece like really like matters and believe it or not the new york like Department of Public Service and the PUC, they have a lot of influence over what gets built in New York. And like this structure works a lot better. If this was like a, a Texas market structure, like people would lo be losing their shit. Yeah, but dude, like, so energy only. If like, like the, if the, the fact of the, the Texas matter PUC, is, like PUCT was no, saying Texas like, solar and wind is ripping still. Just right, past California. getting extra support from the Texas legislature and like the other resources were just getting slammed because of it. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Well, they did build Krez, but I guess the point I'm saying is like, I would buy. So basically you're saying, I guess it could happen. We want to build solar and wind capacity is like a fine structure to just like push that through is it another can, way of saying it, it allows the market to adjust to some of the subsidies, like a little bit more in a like, orderly fashion yes but all i'm saying is that hasn't happened yet no it, and definitely <laughs> hasn't been orderly and texas has yeah so like no 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 i mean that's, i'm not i don't not believe you i'm just like yeah, okay yeah. like i please yes do it why like why, why haven't we done it yet Hopefully i wonder this ELC i wonder if we switched, stuff will help if we took the new york paradigm and yeah. stuck it in Texas and the Texas paradigm and stuck it in New York. If we'd see the same results in Texas, then happen in New York. That's that's basically that's the isolating yeah. the ge geographical stuff, yes. the permitting stuff, the land yeah. availability stuff from the market design. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I do think probably some somewhat underweighted in Texas is like it's easy to build shit. It's cheap to build shit. Like, <laughs> there's like labor's low. For sure. Like land is cheap. You know, all that stuff matters a lot too. I yeah. Think. Yeah. You wonder if like yeah, in fifty years, everybody's gonna realize that like none of this mattered and prices are just going to skyrocket everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that, Wait, like that's a great segue <laughs> into what I wanted to talk about next. Which is. Wait, but for. <laughs> the last thing, because I, I did just want to say this for like, I forgot to say it 10 minutes ago. You did effectively, in my view, squash the beef that I hate seeing on Twitter of there's this like, well, VPPs don't matter because there's no T&D benefit. It's like, it's just one of the things that's right. You, yes, you need the T&D It's not benefit. the only thing. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Apoorv, I'm going to give you a hug at Dervos, but like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you out because like sometimes like there's no like assertion that VPPs are all you need. You do need the T&D benefit in California. You can like, well, or I think like in I, utility, no, I think one regulated version of regimes, VPPs, you can like get that. I, I think one version of VPPs is the T&D benefit though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like, if you have, it's a, gonna if, be you different, ha if you right? have a market and you have fur quad deuce, it's like, let the energy let them like it as a power plant value stream express itself yeah. through vpps that's great and also you need do need to create the price mechanism for tnd so for example in texas there's no like benefit on the tnd side yeah 
It's just the like insane and but in Vitor you do have the T and D benefit, but you have like poorer access on the. I think it's like kind sides. of all so the like, same can stuff. Can we just fucking yeah. do both? Like, yeah. what, what is everyone arguing about? No, and <laughs> and well, if you look at the stuff that's joining wholesale market VPPs right now, it's stuff that was built for some other reason. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Someone bought a battery for backup. Someone got stickers. a smart that's thermostat right. to make their house better. Right. Whatever. The same will be true of the T and D side, right? Like at yeah. some point, like batteries are going to get rolled out to some neighborhood in Los Angeles to like deal with the T and D problem. And then, well, not in Los Angeles, but let's say that happened uh, in Boston. And then some smart retailer is going to go all of those and say, I'd like to put you in my VPP. Right. Right. It's the same shit. Exactly. Like, yeah. And so, and that, so like right now when you're putting stuff in wholesale market VPPs, it's because some like pressing concern made it exist already. And so when we get T and D value, right, there's just going to be more shit for you to put in T and right. VPPs. That's right. Like I think a poor position, if I understand it correctly, is like we underutilize T and D, and we yeah. need to. Li- and I agree with that completely. Yeah. And there's like not like sometimes I'm like, no, yeah. no, no, I don't think VPP should just only do this. It's just like my business model in these two markets. That's what we're focusing on. But like, please, all that other stuff as well. Like, should, yeah, yeah. I have a a. This is sort of relevant to what we're talking about, but you know, how you always say resilience is the, you know, killer app. killer app of DER. So I actually think what's interesting is that like, there's just a lot of killer apps for DER. Yeah, and the whole thing is that a lot of DER are installed or bought for other reasons, right? And then they have use to yes. the grid, but the purpose of them, like, it's the dual like an electric nature. vehicle, yeah, that's is transportation, dynamic. right? That's like right. it's not you know, yeah, to use it in the grid. Um, but that allows them to be price takers. Or in Duncan's case, just like faster interconnection. Mm. Yeah. Like faster power. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. 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 Well, it's basically like what it all boils down to is basically, you're going to hate me for this, James. It bo- it's just like contracted versus merchant revenue, right? Like if you must drive and you are going to buy a car, mm-hmm. that's like, contracted revenue in kind of like the value. No, I love this. This And then, then you go merchant it when it's plugged in. Right. Yeah. If you need power, you buy your microgrid, right? Like that's kind of how this all works. And so like VPPs are like found money in a way, but like that still matters. Yeah, dude. But it's just like the other thing is what gets it built. (laughs) Duncan, the only reason I want the merchant exposure is to create the contract price. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. where. <laughs> no, no, no. Just when you're when you're say to like der developers, like you guys got to start like giving a fuck about the merchant. <laughs> I get it, but like no, no, none no. of the ders you operate gave a fuck about the merchant either. Oh, a hundred percent. But yeah. I'm saying I want to use those with merchant exposure that were built to for buy a dual use. No, no, no. So they were built for a dual use. So now they're just out there, and I take merchant exposure, and then I go to the dr. Developers, yeah. I say, here's your price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's actually, <laughs> it's not, I'm, I'm in complete agreement with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's uh, no, like, developers are always just going to take the price. So what, what sure. I was Sure, yeah, thinking, it's found I'm money. It's talking found money. my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. But what I was wondering is, we you all... don't want to buy, you won't take my price, so I'm mad at you. That's, that's <laughs> the point. That's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> you already have a contracted revenue that I can't create. So I'm fucking, where's my vid, man? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I see it. 
we're just getting to a point though where the customers are aware enough of what the net cost of their der is to actually treat that as the the actual cost so like can you buy a car that costs ten thousand dollars more than you might mm. have bought a car for because you're going to make ten thousand dollars over the course of the lifetime of the car back from using an in-demand response yeah. program i don't or, think so i think we'll get there well can we I actually s- do can we stick I mean, that we into can, the cost of the car we can, somehow we can do it with you know large-scale customers who can understand that yeah, part have, of the value they of have the a ba- cfo the battery right. Right, i know but i'm just saying like i think I Even that, Resi, you have a lot of for explaining Re- to do, right? I, I think mean. for Resi, you have to make it very simple. Like, yeah, if, you're, <clears throat> if your smart thermostat is free, right? Well, like, I, or think, if I your, think people will pick up on if it. If your $10,000 car, more, more car is now $8,000 because we like build right. in some of that somehow. You think this David part. Energy does a deal with like every Ford like dealership, right. you right. know? And they have to sign a contract with us because yeah. we're putting the contracted. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. The, it's in the fucking lease for the car. That's right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're taking a three-year view on it. Yeah. But we get crazy. That's a sick idea, actually, because you could sell a three-year power contract. Yeah, exactly. And in a, a three-year car lease. Yes. Those should be bundled. That's right. Yeah. That's cool. That's, <laughs> that's a cool, cool product. Um, we get crazy emails. from. Cu- they're so smart, some customers. It's crazy. I bet, yeah. Like, well, that's they're thing. like nerdier than us. So that's another like, reason why Texas is cool. Question. Yeah. Because it allows people to like better understand stuff. Yeah. Like there's people who are like, okay, you're doing this smart charging program where you time the market to like charge when it's cheap, which is usually at night. However, I get T&D benefits from my solar. And so if I charge my car on solar when prices are higher... The difference between the higher price it's and like the T and D benefit, me. I'm gonna charge my car on solar. Wait, this I'm like what? A normal person? <laughs> yes, like lots, <laughs> like 100. percent Wow, send me their email. I want to hire them. I, like, yeah. Dude, they're like crazy smart. It's that's, sick, actually. That's cool. Like what we you, literally were like, we're gonna roll out this EV smart charging feature, and we're worried that enough customers will respond this way, and like a solid percentage of them did. That's interesting. But wow. what's sick is right now, like you plug your car in at seven thirty, and prices are five thousand, and we just like wait to charge. Yeah. If you could do vehicle to home, we would just like dump it as soon as it plugs in. Yeah. And then charge mm. it back. And up then later. charge it back up at night. Yeah. When Assuming your forecast like means there's time to charge. Yeah. Before you, know, you leave. But there'd but be you, like you, you deal could with notify the customer that morning and be like, we're gonna pay you two hundred dollars tonight if you plug your car in by like the price bike <laughs> if you work so, from home <laughs> over time i do think to your point yeah. ben like customers will start to be like okay like what's like that'd be like make money on my car do you think that's a better world like what too transactional i think there's some people on the left and some people on the right who hear that and think disgusting like <laughs> Like, well, you want me captured in these mundane things? Like, no. I just like humans and think they can make their own mind up. Because you're basically saying no one has to do it. No. You could just sign up for a normal fixed rate plan and yeah, just go to sleep. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Most of the customers at Sunrun, when we were first like offering them to use their backup battery for like grid services programs, didn't want any money. Yeah. They were just like, sure. They bought it for resilience. They were like, 
Oh, but they were just like bidding. It's just sitting here. (laughs) Like, sure. (laughs) I'm happy to do something cool with it because they're like, you know, early adopters. Yeah, that's got to be some weird for sure. Probably. Yeah, like. Um, but that was interesting. Okay, so I meant that to be like a quick point. Yeah, you had a transition into something. I had a transition. You said costs are just going to explode, which is just the the third case we have not even talked about this whole time, Mm. which is. Utility scale durs and just like the cost gets high enough, we just like build a whole grid around the existing grid. So right. kind of like what you're doing, but you can imagine uh let's say you're like not getting the capacity value that you think you deserve in a market, you're just gonna like behind the meter but at a bigger scale for solar or wind or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean you know? it's hard to do too, but no, I mean, yeah. Like I was saying when we were chatting, I, I think that in this grand um, compromise that is the utility like monopoly model, mm-hmm. that you're allowed to make ten percent return per year, and you aren't allowed to make more than that. If you don't really screw up, then you get to make that. Yeah. Um. But the way the world is going, it certainly seems like more than that amount of investment is going to be needed you know, in the infrastructure. And, um, the question is utilities that were resistant to DER in the past because it was threatening and as like potential, like cannibalization of, of their revenue, if they're going to embrace it, there's load growth now. Yeah. Like lots of load growth. There's transportation, there's data centers, there's, um, heating electrification, both at the home, but also like industrial heat, that's going to be like huge amounts, like industrial heat applications are going to be like 50 megawatts, 100 megawatts for just like one. Plant. Yeah. And just also like industrial, like manufacturing's kind of hopefully coming back or you've got like. For sure. And desal so, and hydrolyzers or electrolyzers or whatever. Like, And you do want. So you wonder if like California is like a, a version of the future for everyone where right. like costs are just so, it, you know. Well, none of this, Extreme. none of this stuff's going to get built in California. None of this well, load growth is going to happen. It. No, no, no. The load growth. Oh, true. Yeah, but because you're allowing other, the load other than EVs, I guess. No, you're heat, right. Heat Be- pumps because maybe. industry yeah, doesn't cite cite there yeah. because of the cost of energy. Makes sense. But you're you're letting the load growth happen. I guess some of it, yeah. yeah. Or like if you have solar and battery at and the EV home yeah. and they're like, you can't charge. It's like, okay, I'm just going to charge out of my battery now. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? for sure. Yeah. You do wonder though, like what are the trucking companies going to do? Like, are they just going to stop trucking <laughs> in California? Because like they no, made this rule. they're going to call Duncan. By 2035, like trucks have to be electric. They're going to call Duncan. Yeah, could be. That's what I'm saying. Like a bunch of them will, but. I don't think I'm going to serve the entire trucking well, market. Uh, or, you know, yeah. other scales. For they're going to charge right over the border. And well, then, and there's, like, a, there's a lot of people who, like, prime. won't get around to calling me. You know what I mean? It's like the real estate guy who's looking at building the distribution center will just be like, all right, here's the EIA power price in Nevada, and here's the EIA power price in California. We're going to Nevada, right? Like, yeah. it's like that's going to happen a lot. Yeah. I'm very scared of electricity prices skyrocketing. I think this is very, very bad. I think it's bad too. It it's good for our business. And people I think really <laughs> Yeah, same, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think people really underweight 
how bad that is. <laughs> so you do think California is like a canary in the coal mine? Um, what do you mean by that? Just like it's a first, it's the leading edge of like higher costs and fucked up grids in a on a, in a broader. Uh, that, like, that's unclear to thing? me. I don't really fully understand all the drivers of what yeah. the hell is happening in California. Yeah. Um. Obviously, there's like there were like old school climate ambitions that costed a lot. There's they're still paying off stuff from the Enron shit. Mm-hmm. There's like fire. <laughs> There's like fires. Fire there's still pain. There's Jeff's just like pension. dumb regulation. Like I don't know. Like there's a lot going on there, so I don't know if it's the canary in the coal mine. But I'm just saying, the prospect of exploding costs that Ben set up as one thing we could be facing is is really freaky to me. You're just like you're like we should a, really not want that to happen. Is what right. I'm saying. Like that's the, like very bad. Bowden County in I think that's what it is in Virginia and Dominion is the single county with the most data centers in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Something like, you know, they're, they're going to have like 10 gigawatts of load growth there in like the next five years or something like that. Why are they um, all in Virginia? I've never understood that. I don't quite understand. Is it something it about like either because in Virginia you can buy power from PJM, but it's still like a, there's it's still dominion which is like a vertically integrated utility like there's some weird stuff going so on so dominion there. did the frr which is when they removed themselves from pjm's capacity market now we're going back to the yeah um and but they can still buy just energy from from pjm yeah for in, yeah intents and purposes you would actually expect it to be more expensive not less because now they're just doing it but what they Locally. can do by being the central planner is like cut deals with these data centers and stuff. So maybe yeah. that's why. Like, yeah, they're they're just cutting deals to attract investment and you know, it's a very otherwise why the state. hell is it all in Virginia? Like it's not as if Virginia's like flush with resources or something. I don't yeah. know. Is it to be it's near cheap. DC? I mean PG- I kinda, PGM is cheap energy, dude, but yeah. You kinda know. have a sick view on power markets. Yeah, you're kind of like <laughs> another way of thinking what about is it? it is like there's all these dynamics and like as much as I'll like rag on the bureaucrats and like running the capacity auctions, you're like people aren't like that dumb. Like there's dynamics at play and like net net, like the system itself is probably like making fairly rational decisions. And at the end of the day, it, what those decisions are are like deal cutting based on the dynamics yeah so like to your point we could sit here and be like why the fuck did they leave pjm it's lower costs and then like if you're on the ground there they're like these guys all need power at this price and we can build at this price and we're just gonna like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. and everyone shut up you don't understand yeah no i'm not saying that's what's happening but like no 100 percent. there's like a element of that to your view on things that i i think is cool very is that is that accurate i don't want to like put uh, no 100 i would say like my whole attitude is like yeah this is just you know more of the same and like (laughs) this too will pass and like you know let's figure out a way to like you know win win in this environment yeah yeah um that's all you can really do yeah i think that when people do bad things they should definitely be called out um yeah you there's not necessarily if it's you know just because they made the wrong decision. Right. Even though they were trying to make the right one. Right. Or like, um, you know, if you was, continually make the wrong was decision, the mob good? 
<laughs> uh, the, the mafia <laughs> yeah 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 no you just know there's like what yeah. was the funny were we laughing about this the twitter thread i think jed retweeted it i was like <laughs> i can't remember now. it was so funny he was like basically like the mafia used to run like the um school lunches and then like there was yeah, crackdown, yeah, like private equity moved in and like, like Sodexo took over like the contract. Local fresh, like they'd go to the local grocer and they'd all were everyone was like getting their vig and it was all like favors and like mm-hmm. who knows what's and probably some skulls bashed, but the kids had healthier lunches. Yeah. And then the private equity firm comes in and it's all like processed trash. <laughs> yeah. Everyone it hates like, it. It's like, like no one's happy anymore. <laughs> so there's just I don't know, there's a funny meme on Twitter that's like Maybe just like let the way it emerged kind of go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this like somehow reflects like the local conditions better than like, like the economic optimal. Yeah. Well, it's just a fun. Like sometimes the outcome of like my kids eating healthier lunches is because like some weird shit. mob yeah. dad is like going to the vendor and like I'm gonna break your knees if you don't like make these lunches. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like. The incentive instead of like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. laws and that type of shit. <laughs> this is. <laughs> yeah, look, and you know honestly, you get the bit. Honestly, you... I don't know. If you guys <laughs> that was a way. fun leap. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys feel this way, but like one of the things I love about energy policy is that it's so not uh, like emotional. Or some people get very yeah, emotional right. about it. I try not to. I really like it because it is heady. Yeah. And like politics <clears throat> is totally different. And I try not to even like pay attention as much to like other types of policy anymore because it's so fraught with like mm-hmm. huge arguments that are very difficult to like have conversations about luckily we are we deal with a topic that like you know let's be honest like we can talk through issues without like you know throwing chairs at thanksgiving yeah 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 yeah. you know um yeah i think though i think that's great i was probably more of a chair thrower like five years ago on like it's got to be energy only and like you're very upset with el's hero yes yeah and it's funny because we were talking about this before as well like um I was like franchise rights and energy only markets like five years ago, like from like first principles, theory, all this stuff. And then you like bottoms up over time, like got to a similar place of like, oh, like California is busted and the prices are really high and we just like should build what we want as a result. Yeah. (laughs) And we like crisscrossed because I'm actually like way more. Now I'm like, yeah, I get like energy only is better. I get you know, <laughs> but like uh, just like getting uh, yeah. muted over time. Yeah, but, yeah. So I don't know. I've uh, there is there is chair throwing in. Yes, no, I know. I but I, I think it. if you're in it more, you're just kind of I I don't know. Again, I like your view. You've got a sage view on things. Hey man, I'm turning forty this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like yeah. I gotta act the part. That and like buy a convertible. <laughs> with that side hustle money <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um do we have any other topics 
Yeah, shit. I was going to ask something else. Uh, we are. We're probably getting there. <laughs> oh, this is related to my mob comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. It was a point I wanted to make earlier, but there's a fourth option. Okay. So this is my super crazy no markets vertical integration version of the world. Yeah. So you could, if the grid is getting more distributed technologically, like you have solar batteries, we can store power now wherever. And you also still have like a good natural gas distribution system or even just diesel, whatever. Um, you could see on a much more like local and fragmented scale, what you see with like two substations into a data center, for example, like the deal cutting in Virginia, per perhaps if that's what they're doing. Um, basically create an SLA with a customer like you guys do promise uptime and then vertically integrate back to whatever you have to. And you could do that on a more, uh, not just like you guys do it for one building, you could do it for like any section of the grid. So you just be like, I have community solar and a battery here. I have a peaker plant. I could put a little peaker plant to back everything up over there. And I'm just going to buy all the wires in this segment and pr promise everyone a hundred percent uptime. So like part of the problem, the reliability problem is that <laughs> when I asked you for a burger, you were like, I'm just an agent. So I asked Duncan for a burger. He ordered two. Mm -hmm. One showed up and he ate it. So I didn't get a burger. No, no, no. One like, showed up and you said you should have it. The, yeah, sure. Maybe that's what I said or yeah. not. But I'm just saying what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said so, you should have it and then I ate it. Right. Yeah. That's right. That did happen. So <laughs> Your fries I said to Duncan, up. you know, Duncan, the high ownership call here is that it's not... I asked you for a burger. I expected a burger from you and I didn't get it. So I don't care what DoorDash did. I'm, I'm going to put this on you. And he's like, no, I'm an agent. It's just a pass through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's what utilities do in supply shortage grid failures. Mm -hmm. So there's no, the customer cannot get guaranteed uptime unless they're building a microgrid. Cause mm -hmm. the, the, what like, uh, yeah, the utilities are passing through because it's like TMD markets versus from yeah. capacity is like you actually removed any potential for a customer to get like a true promise from the grid operator on their uptime. So yeah, but they even, have to turn even if they were vertically integrated old school, yeah, they'd still need to install theirs. Well, that's what I'm saying is promise. if in that model, I as the operator would be hyper incentivized to install theirs. Yeah, 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 yeah. To yeah. the extent that like. You could map out burying wires, building like other routes. Yeah, the, the non-wires alternative value kind of like gets expressed. All you have to do to create yeah. the clearing price for resilience is just promise the customer uptime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you can't do that on the grid. To, I mean, you do behind the meter, but like you're just like building another grid behind it. Yeah, I know what you're and saying. So you're just like yeah. take that idea into like how we could Yeah, the plan. utility could price that and then, yeah, whether that's bringing in a second power feed that's actually on a different feeder around the corner or dropping a that's diesel right. generator in or putting a big ass battery in. Cause that's a good place to do some other shit anyway with that battery. They'd actually have the ability to right. do that then. And therefore the value of resilience could like, 
be expressed. Which would be a, re- a, reliab- a reliability market between systems, not a capacity or energy only this market. Is what, on this is system. what um, Pierre, I forget his last name, but the CEO of SparkFund is going to basically pitch at really? Dervos. Oh, that's yeah, kind of sick. Is, his position is like, no, we need to live in the Southeast. And yeah, just like, like the just like deploy Durs at Durs. scale. Yeah. Maybe what do you think of this one? I mean, they're single-handedly funding all of the long-duration storage companies. Well, yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, well, yeah, but... Okay, so what's your view on... Do you like that? The fully regulated? Not even fully regulated. You could I mean, have... Kind of You could have, like, You're a European... You're saying there's retail supply, supply. Well, it's also, like, no, like, you have monopoly. Yeah. Like, I could just, as a private equity, come in and be like, I'm just going to buy this section of the grid. Like, imagine there's that as well. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still vertically integrated or like... Vertically integrated, but not... Like the the franchise is for sale and fractional. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Because you're you're assuming that the grid is truly distributed. Yeah. There isn't a natural monopoly on distribution in in this hypothesis. They also have a ton of co-ops in the Southeast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind it works. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got the we got the Ben Karen vote. It works. I mean, I, it, like the truth is, it does work, right? <laughs> like, um, is it as like innovative and, and like forward thinking? Like, I don't know. Think of, in some ways it is, right? Think like, about Holy Cross Energy. More, they do more pilots, right? Exactly. He's just like I serve my customers. Same thing they with like Green Mountain Power. Make theirs happen. Yeah, yeah. And it, Green Mountain it, Power, too. It's actually yeah. like a very customer... It can be a very customer-centric model. It's obviously very ripe for the customer to be abused, but the the inverse can be true under, like, enlightened despotism you, of that do like, you think, co-op owner. Do you think under that model, it's more likely to be the co-op or muni that does that kind of shit? For sure. Than the IOU? Yeah. Just because they're... Nonprofit, they're closer to their customers. Like, like this would yeah, be my question like to owners. Pierre when he like kind of makes this case yeah. at Dervos is, well, won't the IOU just always try not to do this unless the regulator yeah, forces yeah, yeah. them or to. to do it expensively? I mean, right. the whole argument, well, that's the real incentive, Green Power, yeah. <laughs> like, is proposing to do all these power walls, and to like, it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> get their vig their and 10%. everybody else but it is kind of sick because they're just like yeah, we true. will end outages right like they're literally making the claim that like outages aren't gonna be a thing anymore that's not gonna be a feature of the grid anymore it's yeah, kind of sick it's kind of sick like, and like the sun run proposal for like the utility mini grid yeah thing yeah like, Sonova's, that would be really cool too Sonova right too. um i think I, this shit is gonna happen there's lots of weird i did an analysis when i was at e3 for this uh like microgrid company it was for only new build communities and Hmm. we told them that like the business model to do was essentially make it an hoa payment like just oh interesting and like then the whole community is paying for like the community that's kind of like central planning in a way yeah yeah yeah. and like that's a that's a really cool business you just have to choose to move there like you want to you're like great that's what uh, that community in florida is right and like i don't think yeah i don't think like there's anything wrong with that right like i think that those customers decide to do that and like they're going to get value from it. The business is going to maybe succeed. Maybe it's not really scalable enough. I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time being so philosophical about this. Um, 
Because I do think at the end of the day, really the most important thing is like it's customer decision. That's what the customer, like that's yeah. what we should focus yeah, yeah. on. There's right. a, I think there's a better way to ask this though to get a real answer out of you. Sorry. Which is we just found a huge new landmass in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. And it's <laughs> chock an full of resources. So like people are moving there. Factories are getting built there. How do you design your power, your, your, your system? Well, my somewhat facetious answer is uh, we do what we were talking about where we give like a, a AI model, a whole bunch of cost, like historical data and just let it rip, see what it does. Oh, that's kind of sick. Um, but it's I mean, not, but, but it is practically speaking, <laughs> <It's> funny. <laughs> practically speaking, I think you try to like identify the key customers and identify you just fucking Sammy Insel it. That's what you're saying. I mean, you'd you sort of essentially, anchor, yeah, and you essentially like, plan it. I would definitely not try like, to start a market. I'm going to build this asset. I mean, like, how do me? I divvy the power around? Oh, would you're you, really answering the question of like, how do you get this thing off the ground? Yeah. Yeah. I would you start a market? Would, yeah. No, I don't think so. Well, that's what I'm saying is Samuel Insel like did the capacity factor math on like, I'm building this resource. I have this customer. I have this right, customer. Right, right. Exactly. This customer. Yeah. And it's shift, yeah, whatever. That's the only right answer because that's what happened. About, <laughs> like, that's what Samuel Insel did to Lindy like approach. start the grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could be right? like, um, like I'll give all of you. You could dollars, <laughs> like if you had a limited a number of, of and... resources, you would build. You could build just the wires to the anchor tenants and say, these are public roads. Everyone else can do whatever the fuck. Oh want. no, this is what we talked about. I don't have okay, enough money to build all this shit. I just have enough money to build the wires. What mm, you could do is make mm. an auction where the load and the supply need to like agree. Oh, just the bid ask. Yeah. That's sick. And then you build out the grid. Oh my God. So yes. that the You're load and vault. the supply match each other. You do vault other. day one. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. That's, so that's a sicker That answer. would be cool. If and there somehow was, you have to do T&D too, but I don't know what you do there. If there were truly like enormous growth happening in, in, in this scenario, I think I'd just post up in the best location I can and build a power plant and just be like, <laughs> give me your bids. <laughs> Give me your bids, you know, like who, I got, I got, I got a gigawatt. Who wants it? Right. For sure. Yeah. Wait, I was trying to, I was, just, I, that would be your answer. I love it. That's, I mean, but you're taking, it's a huge risk. Then. It's a huge yeah, risk. Yeah. 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 But like, um, if you're just like seeing a place sort of just like become a country very fast. Right. Just be like, give me your bids. Um, Maybe building the wires is smarter, but no, I was trying to get at like, I like your, the thing we've come around on all this on like the vertical integration market, blah, blah, blah. The system that allows for that is the main public rights of way or public that you can like jack into under certain circumstances. And then everything else is like a free for all. So if you want to bring private wires to your, to your, to your buddy across the street, you can do that. But like, we're also somewhat constrained in space. Yeah. So we're not going to like double build the main. So like Muni, the TND, but then also the Muni like doesn't care about a franchise. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is your point. I'm remaking yeah. your point. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm falling. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. So is that the ideal? That's the ideal system. Then? I like it. Ben, I think that's it. pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you, like you basically like create a muni to like basically. This is another thing we've talked about, like sort of like create the positive externality of like economic growth and stuff like set down the fundamental infrastructure, but then like you don't give a fuck about expanding it or having the monopoly on it. And like then from there you can like, I'll let all the marginal effects start happening and all that stuff. I mean, we tried to do that through regulation with FERC with open access tariffs where Mm -hmm. anybody who's wants to interconnect to the wires is allowed to. But like, because of all of the other competing interests around like franchise rights and also like how the costs get allocated, um, it's complicated. I like this idea more. Should we just, should we just like make all IOUs become munis? <laughs> There's going to be a speaker at Dervos about that too, right? No, 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 no. There's not. Yeah. Well, no, there will be a panel on public power. On public yeah, power. But yeah. We were hoping to get the person running the whole thing in Maine uh-huh. right now, uh-huh. but could not because the vote is literally like two days before yeah, yeah, yeah. Dervos. <laughs> yeah. I was trying, I was like, whether you win or lose, it could be a great place to talk yeah, about this. Like, and no, she was like, my no. life what are the odds? I'm busy. I think it's like, <clears throat> it's like, tight. Neck. like, it's like, yeah. this could happen, which kind is of kind sick. of crazy. Municipalization of a whole state. Mm hmm. Um, that's why. But then they have to do create. I didn't really think about this until I read more about it. But like, the vote's just the beginning. Like, then they have to negotiate a price. Yeah. And like, hire a bunch of like London yeah. economics firms to mm. let, you know, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, um, they got Vol super right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Did just they? kidding. No. Uh. <laughs> like, you just talked okay, about man. Vol right. Well, what is Vol? But, Oh, wait, are we going into this? No, just give me a number. What do you mean? No, who, who am I talking to? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the right answer. Exactly. <laughs> We're deal makers. That's the right answer. Um, I did kind of like Matt. This is like the, to Matt Huber, I was like, okay, like private companies can do fraud. Public servants can definitely do fraud. Like, why is one better than the other? And he was just like, at least the stated goal of public is, like, yeah, serve the, like, like keep rates low. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I, I forget what you said earlier, but it like tied back to, like, no, the, the monopoly. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's challenging. Uh, having worked at a utility, it is definitely a weird dynamic because there's a double bottom line. There's like yeah. serving the customers and the shareholders. And it's not honestly that clear. It sort of depends who you ask, like who, what you do at the company is like who you are serving. And I'd say a lot of the people at utilities yeah. are all about the customers, but a lot of the people at the utilities are also all about the shareholders and yeah, you know, that's how it goes. I think I just think I, I think like when you were, when I was like, what do you like? And you were like, what can I say what I don't like? Yeah. I think mine would just be like, IOUs are kind of dumb and outdated. Hmm. <laughs> just like, I actually have more of a problem, I think, with the regulators. Well, it's like, a, what's the difference? Yeah, no, I don't. I, <laughs> 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 
the whole thing the whole said, yeah because yeah. that's like the it's whole, all yeah. one kind of you know yeah i just mean that like structure i don't even mean like this regulator is a bad actor i just mean like the idea that we give a franchise to a company and then we give them a guaranteed rate of return in like where the grid is going i'm like does this make sense anymore it doesn't feel like there's like why would it make sense yeah Why did it make sense? Because it was a natural monopoly. No, 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 no. Versus munis. Both being monopolies. Like, was it basically just like the town couldn't raise a municipal bond? So, like, it was easier to just go to... I think it could have been emergent from private companies started doing all the building. So, if you think about, like, Maine having to come with the the price, it was like, okay... um, all these like crazy people were building like trolley grids and like all of that was private development to start. And then Samuel Insel is the one who like got the franchise, right? Yeah. And then other people saw that and it was like, <laughs> it was almost like the, like, okay, we have all these like cartels fighting. Let's just, you know, in the movie Sicario, they talk about, they say Medellin. No, I don't know. Oh, I don't want to give away the plot. Have you seen Sicario? Yeah. Like, you get one drug kingpin to order up all the other, dr- you know, so yeah. the cartels aren't fighting. There's mm-hmm. like more order. Yeah. That was kind of, like, you didn't like, they didn't buy, they, you couldn't like buy the grid back from the like 20 different counterparties that were all building the grid. Mm-hmm. You just were like, you're I, the guy like the most and the smartest and you're going to like clean all this shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah, get yeah. the franchise. Yeah. 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 You know, and that, that like, I could see that as like an emergent thing that made sense. So whereas where munis exist today, it's probably because they always existed. <laughs> like they were the first. Thing. Yeah. Or like, like it was yeah. early on enough that's in the process. See, well, and, but, and that's why you see it in rural areas a lot. Yeah. Like they like didn't the rural areas quickly. saw yeah. Chicago doing it. And then yeah. they're like, oh, we need a grid for our people. Why don't we just like call FDR and he'll give me some money and I'll build it here. I love when munis are called like whatever the city name is, light plant. I just think that's <laughs> yeah. so sick because like that was the use for you lo- went power. to the rural area and you built you teamed up with Mark Nelson you built an SMR and you got amazing <laughs> capitalism forming around <laughs> your plant. it's Duncan and Mark uh, light, light plant, plant. Yeah. <laughs> and awesome. water what do you guys yeah think? yeah that's all I have I wanted to talk about the best way to capture T and D value, but I don't have it in me anymore. Mm. I th- and we got into it a little bit. <clears throat> we did, we did a little, um, we touched have, on do it. Do you have a pithy, a pithy? I feel like you should know the answer. What's the answer? I will say this, that <laughs> right now we are able to capture, I'd say like some of it, but it's all like, I don't know, semi-local, until utilities have the operational capabilities to like sense, like monitor and control wires, there we can't. Shout out to Bryce. We can't yeah, do any of like it. that stuff. Yeah, big shout out to Bryce. So like, I think all we can do at this point is the stuff uh, I'm doing, basically, 20, right? For sure, which like, is basically just 
oh, you're going to pay for an upgrade. Do this instead because it's That's cheaper. funny. I was yeah. going to laugh and say, Duncan, you're pricing it. Yeah. No, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then to the yeah. extent that like Vita or Connected Solutions has some aspect of that like baked yeah. into the, the value, that's that's cool too. Yeah, ever, ever since I started getting customers who need more power and can't quickly, I just kind of stopped caring about this T&D value yeah, thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, there's a lot of that. Vita's heat, honestly. Can we give big shots to Vita? I honestly think it's going to like come back around how important it is. It's still like the most natural, like, let's like segment all the shit out. And just and there's like, like some flaws, but the like structure you can like hang the rest of the ideas on is totally there. Yeah. It's, it's very, I think pretty elegant. I mean, it yeah. came out of Ben like perhaps short lived, but like the most ambitious attempt to like redo but shit. That's the thing. Ever. And now it's here. Yeah. It's like, oh we, shit. We got it. Yeah. And that's why I don't actually hate an M3.0, but. Um, I don't either. Oh, we didn't even. Except for. I just the don't other like rules the weird shit it. on the residential side about like well, specific rates for solar customers. You and, like, have to charge crap. 100% from solar, and then you're also only allowed to make as much money as your annual bill. Right. And yeah, which there's still, there's still the screws there. Uh, like, yeah. There's still the. It's like, let's calculate yeah. all the components, but then just like fudge it. Like, yeah. why not? You just like, just go. There's with still, it. there's <laughs> still, there's still, oh, the word we used to use for this is there's still censorship. Yes. Right. Basically. Right. It's like, yeah. this just sort of like arbitrary limitation. Right. Like, right. Of Close. Participation. So, no, just, let yeah. me build my solar. Which is weird though, because California is probably going to have a community solar and storage construct no which is just the m3 signal right <laughs> and there like there's no bill to think about or anything and like, like the idea that you don't and especially in a place like california where they're they need capacity that you don't want somebody behind the meter to build a bigger battery so that they can export yeah and help doesn't make any sense it's crazy it just doesn't make any sense and like it's all because of the interconnection process and the utilities are worried that like yeah, people are gonna like mess up yeah. the wires, but like, come on. Okay, the one. This is what we're gonna end on. The one. I said we were gonna talk about it, but we didn't. We talked about all the things around it. <laughs> we said evaluate if Durs developers are still losers, <laughs> <laughs> which means like the the contracted revenue joke of like, like that. They just want Nem. Like, just give me my money. The, like, the, me... like yeah, the like subsidy. Yeah. give me my money thing. So. Yeah. We've since we were talking about this stuff pre pandemic. Yeah. Do you think the market has matured more, regressed? No, for sure more. More. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. People you know, scale is Warburg Pincus, like that's legit, you know, we're a player in the market just like key capture is and like you know, we're going and getting the same sort of funding, tax equity, like. But Duncan still just likes contracted revenue. I'm kidding. You're fine. Every, you're, everybody does. No, yeah. of course. Your I think I, I just wires. can find it's it fun. better. Like yeah. that's 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 the difference. I've just right? got more alpha. Yeah. <laughs> you should ask. No, it's just like we're focused on the places that'll give it to you. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like credit worthy off takers. Well, like, that yeah, but I also mean like yet. I don't have enough power. I need backup power. T and D value. Like it's yeah. You're not like whining about them. 
Yeah, yeah, no, right? Just, no, it's you're just, just like, like doing it with the customer. It's like, I do want contracted revenue. That's why we're creating a whole company that finds it where other people don't, right? Right. Like, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. versus utility scale, we're just like, it doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. You're getting like five year PPAs or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like I was saying, I think there's legitimate upside to even leaving some of your project merchant. Sure. This is the Sheldon Kimber thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's a good bet because it's not like, it just doesn't seem that risky. Right. It seems like it can't go down. And I know lots of people have said that about a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here. (laughs) Sounds like like every crypto bag holder ever. Can TND even go down? Like, is that even possible? No, I mean, no, it, like, it's not going down. It's, that's no, what I'm saying. Not, no. Like, no. I've spent a lot of time no. on this one. It's not going. It's down. a good right. bet. Like, yeah, yeah, that's as far as bets go, that's a good bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, if I go down on that one, I'll like, I'll ride that one down. I think that there is some money to be made for investing in like benefit share type contract developers, where like there's exposure to this yeah. merchant. Like aspect yeah. of the oh. value, Duncan. Would you be interested in such a structure? Mm, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> no, me. Probably at some point. Like we have a, f- we have a few very, I'd say, one hundred and one introductory examples of that in our portfolio now. But it's small. Yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see how many different kind of like ways that can like yeah manifest. So the answer is. Last year at Dirtfest, Jigger was like, we got to act like a billion-dollar industry, mm-hmm. whatever, putting on the big... We're like, over the last four or five years, stepping up to maturity and competing on our own merits and power markets as an industry. So. I think so, for sure. I think so, yeah. That's a good note to end on. Right? I think it, ever since batteries became a thing, basically, right? Because yeah. the DER industry used to just be regional s- distributed solar developers. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're all just like, give me a feed-in tariff. Give me Which that. Which I guess made sense. You know, They're just like, I just want to put these panels up. Yeah, like, like, I don't yeah. care about all that stuff. And like for solar, it kind of doesn't matter because you don't control it at all. Like, it just wasn't smart There's meters. no value creation in the operations. There was no smart meters. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> it's just I'm just like clock putting on glass the on the roof, guys. You know, just yeah. tell me what you want to pay for it, right? Yeah. But yeah, when, yeah. once batteries became a thing, it's like all this has to happen. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and it, it is. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, we got we going to bed. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks. So. I told you, dude. It's always it's good to hang. I, yeah, this was fun. Thanks. Had a good time. Of course. Thanks for inviting me. I uh, always. Will you be at Dervos? I'll be at Dervos. Oh, nice. Was that next night? Can next you week? say it's like come to Dervos <laughs> and pay your five bucks a month? Pay your five bucks a month if you can get off the wait list. <laughs> Come to Dura. Come, come to the after party for sure. Vehicle to rave. Vehicle to rave. First ever application. Which, you know, hopefully everything doesn't blow up. <laughs> I'm just an agent. I'm not liable. <laughs> That's Sunbelt's problem. Um, Alrighty. Peace out. Peace Thanks, out. Ben. See ya.